Paul and Angie Lingzo, founders of the Lingzo Fitness Academy, bring you the missing piece. Mission, mindset, and mechanics for your complete transformation. As creators of the Anti-Diet Mindset Reprogram, Paul and Angie have all the missing pieces you need to make the leap to your best life. Welcome to The Missing Piece. Hello, Paul. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Angie. How are you doing? Pretty good. Excited about episode two. We are back with The Missing Piece, and today we're going to talk about permission. I think this is my favorite one. It it really is my favorite one. We'll probably talk about this thousand more times because it's so freaking powerful it is yeah Yeah. so So. let's talk about it first fill us in what do you think um when we talk about the missing piece of permission what do we mean by permission well i think that we know that overall overall every single person has inside of them an ideal version of themselves they have they have somewhere they want to get to you know uh, a life they envision of thriving you know, so not just getting by, not just getting through the day and getting through appointments and paying bills and, you know, whatever, but they see a life for themselves of just pure abundance and just, thri- you know, abundance everywhere. And I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about abundance of health, abundance of love and relationships, like at where everything's just clicking. That's really, that's what people want. Yes. Everybody, does. everybody has that on their heart, some variation of that. And um, along with that, they have, they can see the version of the version of themselves that's able to live that life. They can see that like sort of, it's almost like a higher evolved version of themselves. And that's what they want, right? They're, they're physically fit. They're patient with their kids. You know what I mean? They're loving with their spouse. They're kind to everybody they meet. They see that, right? And they want that. They want all those things. Um, but somehow it's been twisted in our world that you are, selfish or greedy or vain for wanting more or for trying to become that higher level version of yourself. And so we feel as if we don't have permission from the outside world and we don't give ourselves permission to pursue those things. And it has to be flipped. It has to be permission from yourself first. It absolutely has to be. It, I, mean, it, I mean, it has to be right because nobody, nobody else is in charge of you except for you. Um, but you know, I think, how do I say it? It's um, nobody. Nobody's going to reach out and give you permission. You got to remember that you're, you're waiting for permission from the world. You're waiting for somebody else to just give you a little pat on the ass and for say, "Timing to be right." Go get them. Things to be time. Time is right. I'll do. You know what I mean? Um, Once it, this happens, I'll be ready for that. And, and, and yeah, and what happens is we get comfortable in this role as a martyr. Right. We get comfortable in this role of like, well, I just do everything for everybody else. There's all these people who depend on me and, you know, um, I just can't be selfish. And, you know, and, and it shows up and it shows up as us being jealous of people who have given themselves permission. We make catty comments about, oh, well, the clothes they wear or they must have hours to go to the gym. Oh, they're obsessed with what they eat, you know, blah, blah, blah. And that's if you find yourself thinking those things, it's just you haven't given yourself permission to go do the same things yet because everybody's got problems. Everybody's got the same 24 hours in a day. Um, Everybody's got unique circumstances, but also everybody has what priorities they have, what's important to them. And. 
And once they've given permission, they've communicated what those priorities are yes. to those closest to them to help them understand this is what I need from you in order to be right. this person that I envision for myself. Yeah. And if you're surrounding yourself by people that care about you, they're going to lift you up and they're going to encourage you to go out and do it because you have encouraged me to be in the position I'm in today because I've had the martyr mindset in the mm -hmm. past, right? Like mm -hmm. I was stuck at a job that didn't make me happy comparing myself to other people and what they were accomplishing and the things that they owned, whether it was a house or a car or different things I thought they could buy that I couldn't, or I couldn't even go out to eat and spend money on drinks. And it was my own limiting mindset because mm -hmm. I wasn't giving myself permission to step out of like my comfort zone or what environments I had grown up with and had been taught that yeah. this is what I should be doing until you kind of helped me see that. And you're like, you can go out and do the exact same things. Right. But it's only mm -hmm. me, Angie, that could decide to do that. And right. once I did, then I could communicate it with you and I could get support from those that really cared about me. And they understood what my intentions were because I was able to articulate it and tell people what I wanted. And I feel like that's a big missing piece with a lot of people is they, they know what they want, but they're not willing to say it out loud. Well, right. yeah, well, for sure. And the, and the reason I'm not willing to say it out loud is because they don't feel they have permission to. Yeah. And, you know, again, the permission is both external and internal. And I'm going to tell you right now, external is never going to happen. If you're, you're waiting around. For if you're it. waiting for somebody to say, hey, Paul, go get go start your business, Paul. Like, we'll be here for you. Like, nobody's going to say that. They don't care. They're worried about their own problems. And well, and we can get really real here. When you told me you were going to start a gym, right? Like, you, <laughs> ma you made that decision on your own, right? Like, you decided to do that. I mean, you talked with me, but like, right. at first, I was scared. Mm -hmm. I was like, what is he thinking? Why would he do that, right? And But you didn't let that stand in the way of what you knew you saw for yourself in your next right. phase of life. Yeah, I didn't I didn't say, hey, I did this and I, and I drained our savings account. I said... Hey, I need to do this for me yeah. and I'm, I'm going to do this, right? <laughs> I'm going to do this and here's my vision. And, you know, because you're a supportive person, you did. Yeah. And unfortunately, like, and then, and then owning and operating that brick and mortar gym for the next 10 years, we saw so many people deny themselves permission yes. to take care of themselves. And it was like crazy. So it was, it would either be like, it would either be like the external permission. I need to talk to my, our gym membership, by the way, was $200 a month <laughs> for, for, for group training and stuff like that. And it would be like, Oh, I got to talk to my husband before I spend that kind of money. And I'm like, man, uh, I hate to break this to you, but if you live in a $500,000 house and you can't freely spend $50 a week, you need to fire your financial advisor. <laughs> you did something wrong. Yes. You know what I mean? To go a half a million dollars in debt, uh, but you can't, but you can't spend $50. You can't spend $50 a week on your health. Like that's crazy. And so it wasn't, but it wasn't obviously about the money. It was about the mindset. It was that they thought that, you know, they thought that maybe their husband was an asshole. Maybe. But maybe they were just so scared to go ask because they, they think they knew what he would say. And, and uh, you know what? Honestly, this is I'm being sexist right now, I guess, by just saying it's all, it was just only women asking for their husbands. It was the same thing with guys. I was going to say, Paul, yeah. it was reversed. Too. It was like, it was it was reversed, too. And so it wasn't. And, and again, it, obviously, it wasn't about the money, because I promise you, every single person in this country spends more than that on 
bullshit on Amazon every single week. Yeah. I mean, um, my trips to Starbucks yeah. equal $50. A it, week. it was, it was about feeling guilty about spending money on themselves for, yeah, for, for something that was so quote unquote vain. Right. Or permission to try something again. Right. Because mm-hmm. maybe they had already tried things mm-hmm. in the past, different types of workouts or nutrition. plans. Yeah. like they were scared to say, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to take another like stab at it. And, right. you know, and the permission to go and do that when they might know that external permission would be like, well, why are you going to do that? You've already done that before. Right. Well, you've that, paid for a gym membership. You never go. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would for sure be the case of a, of a spouse being an asshole uh, if they actually said that. But, you know, so the, anyway, the point was like a lot of times people would use that external permission as an excuse because they would they would think that they they just really wouldn't want to spend something and make a decision that was purely for them. They didn't feel like they had the permission of their ex of their spouse, right. Of their significant other. And so there was that external permission, but then it was internal all the time too. Oh, I got kids in hockey and I got, you know, like whatever the case is. I'm like, hockey costs like 30 grand a year to, to put your kid in. Like if, if you can't, if, if, if that means you can't spend, two grand a year on yourself, like make that kid get a job. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is crazy. And, and again, it was mindset. And it was permission. And so the problem is we, we don't have permission. And really, if we're getting real with it, it's because we don't see the value in ourselves thriving. We, you know what I mean? Like we don't, we're not sold on the fact that me kicking ass is important for this world. You know what I mean? We're not sold on that concept. So that's how we are going to give ourselves permission. That's the mechanics, if you will. Yes. It's the mindset and the mechanics. It's flipping everything upside down and saying, hey, this isn't about, you know, me living out my ideal self, my fantasies and me just having everything I want. This is about me like literally using the gift of life to its utmost. You know, this is about me not squandering the fact that I was given uh, a healthy, a healthy body, a sound mind and just letting it rot so I could be a martyr to do whatever. Right. This is. And then when you when you really break it down, and understand, we've talked about this before. We'll talk about it again. Human role model of each other. It is so important for you to go out and thrive and for you to go out and be and develop yourself and become that ideal version of yourself, because when you do that. You give people permission to do that themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's such a powerful. That ripple effect is huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and that's, I mean, that's literally like, you can call it cheesy if you want, cheesy if you want, but like, that's literally what we believe is, is that's how becoming a stronger person creates a better world. Because you know what, guys, like, I'm not going to go clean up the oceans. I'm not going to solve that. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not going to reverse global warming. I'm not going to do those things. I don't know how. I don't even know where to begin, right? But our little contribution here is we're like, hey, at the very least, we're going to go and we're going to do us, right? <laughs> and hopefully that gives permission for you to do you. And maybe you're the person who who drives a whole scientific field forward, right? Or becomes a, a great leader or starts a business that changes the world. Maybe that's, and maybe you just need that permission by seeing other people kicking ass. Maybe that's just what you needed. You know, it is, by the way, maybe not from Angie and me, but from somewhere you need other, you need to role model off of people who are thriving because that gives you permission to thrive. Now, going back to the role model thing, you being a martyr, 
do you, is that how you want, is that what you want your kids to be? You know what I mean? Is that the example you want to set for them? Because that is the role model, right? You want them to be super stressed out, over, overweight, underslept, you know what I mean? Like, and just, and just being a, a parent taxi shuttle for sports, like, cool. Um, cool. Cause you, most of our parents, they make sure that good food gets on the table for those kids. They make sure those kids get 10 hours, 12 hours asleep, right? Mm-hmm. Like they keep them hydrated. They keep them moving. They want them to be active, but yeah. they're not modeling it themselves. And then. Right. And, and so it's like, you can say all you want, but kids are not going to do what you say. They're going to do what you do. And so if you're not role modeling for them who you think, if you're not role modeling, you know, a lifestyle that you want them to live, you're dooming them, right? If you want them to show up stressed and shitty and cranky everywhere, then be stressed and shitty and cranky all the time. You know, if you want them to feel guilty about exercising and guilty about eating right, then go ahead. Feel guilty about exercising and eating right. You know what I mean? But if, if you're, if you're, if you are sold on the fact which you should be, by the way, that what you do matters because you do matter. Every single person matters. Uh, if you're sold on that fact, it's it's way easier to give yourself permission to say, hey, I've got to go out. I've got to do this because it's not just about it's not just about me. It's about us. You know, it's all of us. And I don't want people to suffer. I don't want people to sit there and think they're not good enough or what they do doesn't matter. So therefore, they should just be fat and stressed and feel like crap about themselves. I don't want that at all. You know what I mean? But if, if that's what I, if that's what I project, that's what people are going to see. It's going to make it harder for them to, to get permission. The more, the more people who are living, surviving, let's call it, the easier it is to be like, oh, I don't deserve to thrive either because everybody else is just surviving. And the more people that are thriving, taking care of themselves, just when they walk down the street, you just see them, they just take themselves seriously. I'm not saying they have to be rich. I'm not saying they have to be, have six pack abs, but you just, you look at them and you know that they're, they take themselves seriously. Like life, making the most out of life is important to them. You're like, damn, I want that. Like it's tangible. You can feel mm-hmm. it, you know? And yeah, it's magnetic. It draws It's magnetic. In. Yeah. yeah. And the more people and who have that vibe. happiness exude from them. Yeah. Right, like gratefulness yeah. and happiness. It gratefulness. They're e- people like this are easy to be around. Yep. They don't complain. Um, you know, like the more people who, the more people who have that vibe, the more it gives permission for other people to chase that vibe. And that's, I mean, that's permission. That's how you give yourself permission. Yep. You know, it's, you know, so we call it, we talk about the concept of arte a lot, uh, which, which is, which is a Greek word. It means excellence in all things. But like you kind of get into a little bit more, it's, it's from uh, Aristotle's philosophy, but he talks a little bit more about like, basically it's a, it's, it's a moral obligation to pursue excellence and to pursue your potential and, and, and to live up to your, you know, to basically develop all the gifts that you've been given. It's a moral obligation. It's selfless because developing gifts is hard, by the way. Becoming that person, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Like, it's hard. There's hard things you have to overcome with your character, with your habits, with your physical self, with your mental self, with your spiritual self. It it takes work. Uh, And you're doing it to contribute to the world. And on the flip side of that, Aristotle and the the ancient Greeks believed that it was selfish to be a martyr. Right? Right? In the way that I'm using it, in the, yeah. right? Um, it was selfish to just sit there and let your gifts go to waste 
because you were too scared or too guilty, guilty or whatever it is to go out and take care of business for yourself. So too comfortable, too comfortable. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's probably the big one, right? Yep. Um, so that's permission guys. Listen, nobody there. You will never get permission from the external world for a couple reasons. First of all, cause everybody's got their own problems. And second of all, there's no committee out there who's deciding what Angie should do with her life. <laughs> you know what I mean? So get that thought out of your head. But then also know that you have to grant yourself internal permission. And that starts with really deciding that what you do matters. And to, to do that, to back that out even further, it's understanding that every person matters, right? Every single person person who's put here, their behaviors have a ripple effect and, and they and they change the environment for themselves and they change the environment of everybody around them, positive or negative. So you have to decide, do I want to be a positive influence on the environment around me or am I going to be a negative or even a neutral? And in this case, a neutral is a negative. Mm-hmm. So, you know, once you once you really wrap your mindset around that, that me thriving is important because that sets the tone, uh, you know, a rising tide's lifts all ships, right? Then it's no longer about being a martyr. There's nothing more to feel guilty about. You don't only have permission to go kick ass. You have a charter. Like you have to do this. (laughs) You know what I mean? And that's, that's when life gets exciting. hundred percent. Cool. Well, real quick. Yeah. I was kind of thinking about this before we had kids, we would talk a lot about how would we keep our independent selves, right? Like Mm -hmm. we were going to be mom. We were going to be dad. We're son, we're daughter, we're, you know, brother, sister. And I remember you and I talking about it and I've given myself permission as a mom or as a business owner or a daughter or a sister to still be Angie. Like I still want to be my independent self, but that takes me feeling bad on the inside. And I feel like that's where women that I work with or even friends of mine, I feel like that's where we lose ourselves is we fall into these roles. Like, well, I'm mom, like I'm supposed to be mom, right? Or I'm a career woman Mm -hmm. or I'm a daughter, whatever it is. And, but those are just roles, right? Those are roles we're playing. That's not who you exactly are. So if you see something for yourself and you see this world of abundance and legacy that you want to leave, like lead you, you have to be okay with giving yourself permission to like, Those are big parts of you, right? And Mm -hmm. they are defining your character, but you too get to decide what else you want for yourself. And that was big. Like we talked about it. And I think about that all the time. And the babies are only 19, well, 20 months old Mm -hmm. already, but it's going to keep changing for me too, because my role with them continually changes. And so does my role with the business and with life. But I'm going to keep giving myself permission to like find who it is that I want to be and change as I go. Yeah. Well, no, it's it's super interesting you you brought that up because one thing that keeps me going right now, so like you guys, you know, whatever you're listening, you can't see this, but I, I've, I've been putting in a lot of hours. So there's like a lot of days where, you know, I'm, I, I'm working before the kids get up just so I can see them for a little bit, like right when they wake up and then I'm gone, you know, and then, you know, I, I usually try and make it home by the afternoon. So some mornings I don't see him, some evenings I don't see him. And I'm like, man, this, this sucks. Like I, I make it a priority to see him like once a day. Um, but I'm like, gosh, if I could, I just literally, I would just, you know, want to see like soak it all in, right. And see him every single day. And the thing that keeps me going isn't like, Oh, I got to put food on the table for these kids because let's be real. Um, that's not that hard. 
Like I could, you know, at the end of the, like when I say not that hard, I mean, surviving is not that hard. If, if, if the whole world came crashing down, uh, I'm, a, I'm able-bodied. I could do whatever I could landscape. I could, you know, work in a warehouse. I could figure it out and go like hunt our food. Yeah. <laughs> go physically put food on the table for them. So that's not, that's not what keeps me going. Right. Because, you know, this is not, but what keeps me going is, um, I think it was Carl Jung. So one of those, like one of those like 19th century psychologists um, was saying that basically one of the biggest tragedies that a kid has to accept and go through is the unlived life of their parents. Yes. So when I'm doing all these things, when I'm, when I'm like, when I'm sitting here in my head, like, should I just go be a banker, uh, you know, blah, 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 X, Y, Z job that pays more money, has more stability, this and that. I'm like, no, I can't do that to these kids. I can't let them see me die inside and, and just live this shell of a life because then that's just a tragedy that they're going to have to deal with. Like I'm going to be authentic and I'm going to live my life and I'm going to bring them along and let them see it. Uh, and I, and that's what keeps me going is saying like, man, I am not, going to let these kids grow up with a shell of a father in their house. Yeah. You know, they're going to, they're going to grow up with parents who are fully, you know, alive and, and doing the damn thing, you know? Well, in our, we do a anti-diet course and the other day we were working on our be, do, haves. And mm-hmm. I said in there, I was like, I, you know, the part of me developing myself and, and always just continually figuring out what it is that I want next is if they listen to this podcast, 20 years down the road or they see me on social media and they're looking mm-hmm. back at like what mom and dad did. I want to be like, mom was so cool, right? Like <laughs> she did really cool stuff and she wasn't tired and she wasn't crabby. I mean, of course I get crabby. I've got toddlers, right? Like who yeah, doesn't? Yeah. But for ma- majority of it, they're going to read what I write and they're going to watch what I put out in video and just be like, whoa, like mom, she put herself out there. Like she was cool. Like I yeah. just, I want them to think I'm cool. You might have to wait 30 years for that. Well, that's fine. 20 years. 20 years. They might They're probably not think just going to cool. be partying. <laughs> um, well, I'll give them a glimpse into who I was at yeah, that age. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think I think that covers permission. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so again, guys, if, if you like what we're doing here, sh- share this episode, drop a review. We'd love to hear from you. And um, we'll talk to you soon.